0: Welcome to In Other Words. My guest is John Leslie Brown, son of the famous Les Brown, and famous in his own right as a speaker and a rap artist. He goes by the name High Hopes.
1: High Hopes is also an acronym. It stands for a hip-hop intellectual growing higher, helping other people everywhere soar. All
0: right. So that's what I mean
1: when I say Great. High Hopes.
0: That was a high five for those of you listening. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's a rap artist. It was actually um, Ed Bogle mm-hmm. who told me to listen to you. Not a guy you'd think who would be interested in rap music. He's a exactly. uh, just-beyond-middle-aged white guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly.
0: So I went to the Right. I only listened to that one song, and it's called, I Was Born With a Silver Spoon?
1: Right, it's called Platinum Spoon.
0: Platinum Spoon, okay.
1: And see, to me, I'm not a rap artist in the traditional sense of rhythm and poetry rap. Mm-hmm. I'm a rap artist in terms of a relevant, authentic professional. And we have to realize that business is an art form. Increasing your profits is an art form. The way that you address your, your your staff, the way uh-huh. that you address your customers. I mean, people buy you, not yeah. just the product. Oh yeah, that, that's always true. To use a musical metaphor, the the development of the voice, the, the be able to reach deep within yourself and let loose, that is an art form. But The marketing of an artist, the promotions, the branding that makes a Whitney Houston, a Whitney Houston, that makes a Michael Jackson. People scream before he gets out on stage. That is a science. I was speaking at 10 years old. And um, by 14, I was making $2,500 an hour as a speaker. And I know there are a lot of listeners that probably wouldn't mind their kid having their first paycheck be in that thing. And I learned something. My dad said... You don't get paid by the hour. You get paid based on the value that you oh, bring to the hour. Yeah, that's true. And so, how do we bring more value to our hours? You can turn on the radio and learn how to be a thug. You should be able to turn on the radio and learn how to be a thinker. You should. be and, mm-hmm. and that's what
0: your rap is.
1: Well, yes. What I'm about is not just entertaining people. No, mm-hmm. my goal was to put the motivational principles in a format that can reach a broader audience. Got. This pack when I was a little kid, and my dad never told me this, with this pack did, and it said that ninety percent of success is showing up. Have you heard that yeah, yeah. 90% of success. And what does it really take mm-hmm. after you showed up the, the, to have the confidence to keep showing up when yeah. you don't feel like it? I okay. think it's important for us to have seeds of hope.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Seeds of hope. I think that's the first step. And if you think about <coughs> seeds, these tiny little small mm-hmm. things, they don't have a much value If you look at them on the surface, but they have to be planted in some dirt in order to give life. And I just wonder, I don't know about you, but I have been through some dirt in my life. I have been through some times where all I had was a prayer. Uh I have been through some times where all I had was where I couldn't pray. I had other people's prayers for me. I've been through some times where you wonder, oh my gosh, how come my dad was able to do so much? And it seems like I can only do so little. I've been through those times. And let me tell you something, that dirt nurtured my seeds of hope. That dirt gave birth to the song Platinum Spoon.
0: Well, I can so hear your heritage in the way you speak. <laughs> so tell me about Platinum Spoon. Tell us what it's about.
1: Well, if you've ever left a lucrative practice, a, a profitable business, a, a nice venture in order to do something that made your toes curl. Mm-hmm then you left that silver opportunity for a platinum moment in life. What's the other 10%? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is the other 10% You talk about
0: how you were raised different than a lot of black kids.
1: Yes. 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 I was. I, I um, In the beginning, I say, uh, <laughs> I didn't grow up on no welfare. I'm one of the few black kids that had health care. <laughs> I never spent a stamp. My papa started a branch of the family tree that wasn't rooted in poverty. I guess I took it for granted. I stopped riding in limos just to cut a demo. (laughs) I thought my life was enchanted until I got demoted. There's no nest in showbiz, so go get some more kids so they don't got to make the same mistakes that I live. And see, that's what we're doing. The music is not the end product. The music is the ethical bribe. Ethical bribe. Yes, yes. Whenever you see a website and they say, "Hey, give me your information and we'll send you some free stuff," that's an ethical bribe. There's a value exchange there. It's not unethical. It's just a little bribe. Let me bribe you with some music so that I can help you grip your platinum spoon so he gave you all the opportunity to fail. All and, and encouraged it and pushed mm-hmm. it along and did anything he can to promote failure. Why? You won't succeed your way to success. You will fail your way to success. Yeah. I have failed my way to success. That's why I created over 300 motivational songs without profanity, all rooted in mm. principle. And what you're
0: doing is taking all of that and putting it in a medium that kids will listen that to. Well, listen. would you say is the biggest thing that keeps people from getting to that mindset? Because I think a lot of people know Mm -hmm. that it's all about your thought process. Um, I'm not sure everyone believes that. I know I had a lot of trouble believing that for a long time. Mm -hmm. But what do you think is the main thing that keeps people from making that transition?
1: I think that I, I, I'll say what I think is the most important thing. Uh-huh. People don't have a coach. You know, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. without Phil Jackson, is just tall. <laughs> this is the man that got cut from his basketball team in college. Oh my But gosh. he said, they asked Michael Jordan a question, what was tougher, the physical game or the mental game? He said, the mental game. That's <laughs> yeah. the hardest part. Michael Jordan. Everyone
0: who is highly, highly successful says that. Exactly. Making the money is not what's hard. It's getting yourself to believe you can.
1: Yes. Now, here's the trick. Mm -hmm. People still talk about Michael Jordan today, and he has not played the game of basketball in a very long time. Good point. But one of the things they do not talk about is when he failed. Michael Jordan left this silver spoon and retired at the peak of his game to go play baseball. And everyone thought he was out of his rabid mind. <laughs> everyone yeah. thought, why would you do that? You're the number one player in the world. Why did Michael Jordan do that? Because he saw a platinum spoon waiting for him on that diamond.
0: He did saw, he find it?
1: Well, I don't know. I easy. believe that when they put Michael Jordan on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and said that he has embarrassed the game of baseball. Oh my! God. That's when you had the platinum spoon. It's not in the failure. The failure isn't the problem. It's in not having, not giving yourself the opportunity to succeed. Ah! Uh-huh. So the number one reason why most people fail not because they don't have the talent not because they can't find people who invested them it's not because their product or service is not worthwhile the number one reason is because they don't know what they don't know and they think they know
0: Okay. Profound statement. Can you tell us what you mean by that?
1: Yes. I mean that when you're out there on the field in life, mm-hmm. you need a coach that can watch the moves, that can watch your back when you're handling everything in front of you.
0: That's the thing. People think that they
1: should be able to do it themselves, that asking for help is weak. This is true. Just, you know, try to give birth without help. Yeah. <laughs> try to conceive without help. We try to conceive try without help. Try to conceive help. Yeah, without yeah. help. Yeah. <laughs> to run a business without help. Okay. Try to raise a family without help. Try to build a community without help. Help is a powerful quote and this is worth writing down, remembering, making your screensaver if necessary okay. for you to get this through your mind. That it makes them weaker, that failure makes them weaker. Well, being turned down, well, yes, wait, say that again. They think that failure makes you weaker.
0: Yes. Yes. What is the formula for success?
1: Mm. You will fail your way to success.
0: Failure is
1: essential to success. Essential. Just a reminder, you're listening believe destiny is something that's predetermined. I was taught by my father that destiny is a choice. So how do you find your destiny? You don't find it, you create it. Stop looking and start leading us to your destiny. Lead your life to your destiny. Stop waiting on your destiny to find you. Yeah, well, it's not going to. They're very much so book out called The Genius of Instinct, we've been hardwired for greatness. It's it's in our blood. When you dream at night, no one dreams about being on the bench or being somebody's assistant or cleaning up the mess after everyone leaves. When you dream at nighttime, you see yourself as the owner of the company. You see yourself as the star of the football team. Why? Because you are pre-designed, genetically engineered for achievement, for greatness, and once you stop looking for it and start leading us to it, to your destiny. Show us your gifts instead of wondering where are my gifts. And if you don't have any gifts, find somebody with some gifts and support them. <laughs> <laughs> that might be your gift. Well, um, and <laughs> you, you, you,
0: everybody does have a gift, and your gift might be mentoring or, or supporting others.
1: Exactly. But everybody, And your gift has might gift. be bigger than you ever imagined. I
0: would say "might" is the wrong word. I would say "is." Yes. Bigger than you ever imagined.
1: Exactly. Right. Because the reason why most people fail in life and my dad says that I have oh, to yeah. repeat it because it's so true mm-hmm. is not because they aim too high and miss it's because they aim too low and hit yeah they ain't too low in heat.
0: So why do people do this? Why do so few people understand what we're saying right now? Why is it most people think that mediocrity is all they can have?
1: Because they're hooked on a silver spoon. Let me tell you now, something. People <laughs> would argue
0: with that. They would say, no, this is not a silver spoon because they don't have anything.
1: Well, to me... The silver spoon, which was the symbol for uh-huh. affluence uh-huh. and wealth and generational austerity, uh-huh. this symbol to me was flawed. Okay. People think that if you have a big bank account, you've got something. People think that if you have a, a board of, of, of investors, if you actually have um, some some people that want to book you somewhere or buy your products and services, mm-hmm. or you're in high demand, or they're tweeting about you, <laughs> or your face is on the TV screen, or your name in the flashing lights, that you've got something, okay? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is... are born, Mm -hmm. we have the option to follow the path that has been laid for us, Mm -hmm. or to create a path that leads to territory that only you can envision.
0: And that is frightening.
1: It's only frightening when you think that it can't get better than this. Well,
0: yeah, but I think this is what stops a lot of people. If they stay on the path that they were, um,
1: what did you say? What was the path on? that was laid for them. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Meaning mm-hmm. like the family business. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, I think most people are terrified of doing anything else. They know this, mm. whether they're happy with it or not, they know they're not dead.
1: Exactly. That's true. And a lot of them are dead and just don't know it. There's a funny story about um, a man driving through San Francisco. Uh-huh. And, you know, they have all these um toll booths in, in San Francisco, okay. if you've ever been there. And as he was approaching this toll booth, he heard loud music being played. Mm-hmm. He looked around. There was no other cars playing the loud music. He pulled up in this toll booth, noticed that there was a the gentleman in the toll booth playing loud music and dancing. Oh, right. Okay. So, so, hold on. What is happening with this guy? No other people in the toll booth were dancing no one else was playing loud music so he knew it was no one's birthday or right. no one's no type of national toll booth holiday you know that wasn't it national so, toll booth <laughs> they holiday. knew that wasn't you know, it but there probably is there one probably you know? is, but it wasn't on that day yeah, okay and so he said um, excuse me sir what are you doing and he said i'm having a party yeah. So the man looked, he said, well, sir, what about the rest of them? He turned down his music for the first time, and he asked the gentleman in the car, what do those look like to you? The man in the car said, "Um, toll booths, (laughs)
0: Uh of course. Yeah. He
1: said, no, no, no. Look again. They're vertical coffins. Uh Uh-huh. Every day, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., they enter their vertical coffins, not living, just going through the motions.
0: I had thought that was a pretty mindless job. I I always appreciate the people who do it, but I think I'd go nuts if I did.
1: Until after work, they reemerge like Lazarus and continue on with the rest of the day. So the man in the car was shocked. He was blown away. This man had developed a whole philosophy about his job, what made him different than the rest. He said, excuse me, sir, what, what? What makes you different? He turned back his music. He turned his music back up. He said, I don't know why anyone would not love my job. I have a wonderful view of the Golden Gate Bridge, of <laughs> all corner glass office, and every day I come here just to improve my dancing skills.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: You see, he was working on his dancing skills. He saw himself differently, and he was truly living, not just going through the motions. Right. There are a lot of people out there that are frightened, not, and they're frightened about going to the next level. Mm-hmm. But they're just going through the motions. Yeah. And I say, feel the fear and what? Do it anyway. Oh. Why? Be- according to evolutionary psychology, uh-huh. and according to this book, Genius of Instincts, which mm-hmm. I recommend. Say that again, please. Genius of Instinct. And who wrote it? Um, I, I have to get the author. Okay, but, you, but Genius of Instinct. Genius of Instinct. That we, know in Amazon. Amazon. Yes, we, know, we know it's on Amazon. As we know it's on Amazon. They said that our instinct instincts that we have when we feel fear about something, Mm -hmm. those emotions are sending information to us for a reason. Okay. They are important. Back then we had fear because we were in an unsafe environment. It was our natural instincts to let us know, oh, it's time to move from it's time to relocate if you have fear or stress or anxiety about going to the next level you are facing not the fear of failure you're facing not the fear of success you're facing the fear of greatness and that's a different type of fear people talk about the fear of failure Uh and they talk about the fear of success but you've never heard anyone talk about the fear of greatness why? Most people assume they don't have any. So why are they going to be scared about it? <laughs> and,
0: and let's talk about your father's line that he is at the beginning or end of every talk he gives. There is one thing I know about you. I don't even know you. Mm. There's one thing I know about you.
1: And there's greatness within you. Yes. And that is, that's a message that he caught from Earl Nightingale. Mm-hmm. And Earl Nightingale caught from um, the late, great Zig Ziglar, mm-hmm. that the Zig Ziglar caught from the great Napoleon. Hill, And so there's a long line, and Napoleon Hill got it from Marcus Garvey. So there's a long line yeah. of people recognizing these principles and tools.
0: Bernie tells a wonderful story. Well, this is in the show I did with him. I, I never heard him say it anywhere else. Um, when he was seven years old, he tells his story. He was really worried about something and thinking he was just going to have to kill himself. was seven years old. And his father said, I'm going to say two things to you. One, it's not real. And two, it isn't happening now. Mm -hmm. And really, that's it.
1: It's not real. It's not happening now. Those key things. Now, the person who's...
0: And the the next line was, now go out and play in the sprinkler.
1: Now go out and play in the sprinkler. Exactly. (laughs) In order to do something you've never done, Uh you've got to be someone you've never been.
0: I think it's, they don't get that they can do this because nobody around them does. This is where a coach comes in. Mm-hmm. You had coaches available mm-hmm. to you all the time. I think failing without a coach is a lot different than somebody saying get up you just fell down that's all. get up
1: Mm -hmm. Andrew Carnegie did not know a thing about steel okay but he said you have to surround yourself with people that have specialized knowledge
0: now why did he choose steel if he knew nothing about it it's because he saw that that's where the future was so it's like okay if that's where the future is let's go there but he needed people with him because he didn't know how to get there himself.
1: Exactly. It came from accepting your greatness. Okay. Not being afraid of it. Yeah. And of the people that will help you get to that next level are strangers to you right now. I'll repeat that. Guess what? 97% (laughs) of the people that will help you are strangers to you right now.
0: I know that's true because before I came to CEO space the first time, I didn't know any of these people. And these are the ones who are going to get me where I'm going. Not any of the people I knew before, because if that were true, they would have already done it.
1: And they can't help you get somewhere they haven't been. No. So it's not about, like you said, being snobby yeah. and saying, "Oh, I'm better than you now." Yeah. No, it's saying there's greatness in me, and my greatness is leading me in this direction. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the Sydney Poitier, the great actor, right. and philanthropist,
0: wasn't he the first black to get an Academy Award?
1: Um, possibly. I think so. Sydney Poitier and his book entitled the measure of a man it's so sad that we see all these movies but we haven't heard his voice ah yes sydney poitier in his book entitled the measure of a man he said when you're walking down the street with someone you'll adjust to their pace and theirs to yours without even noticing it and the same thing can happen with the rhythm of your life
0: Now that I know that, yes. That's why you need to be, no, I'm not going to rephrase that. Mm -hmm. That's why choose to be around greatness.
1: Yes, yes. Choose to be around greatness. If if your listeners could walk away with these three points, 90% of success is showing up. Why show up? Number one, we can't give them the whole thing with seeds of hope. Seeds Seeds of hope will get you going to the event when you said no I didn't want to go. Seeds of hope will have you show up when nobody else show up right at the right time to make the right contact that you've been longing for inside. It's those seeds of hope. How do you nurture those seeds of hope? How do you make them grow and develop? You maximize your downtime by being more dedicated to your destiny than you are to your distraction. What is my destiny? I can't find it. That's the problem. Quit looking. It's you. <laughs> It's not some esoterical thing out there that you have to find. It's not a myth that you have to stumble into. No, your destiny is you. It's
0: about belief.
1: Yourself and your greatness. And, and, and excuse me, I'm sorry, but I have a, a, an issue with the word belief. Okay. Because if you, uh, I know there's a great book called The Psychology of Belief and many things, but if you believe you're coming to ZEO's race, I might not see you. You know what I'm
0: saying? Okay, I give you this time. If
1: I believe that you're going to do something, I accepted as true but it's no you got to know that there is greatness and you have to know without a shadow of a doubt
0: i agree with what you said and let me clarify what i was saying belief in yourself
1: i'm only i'm talking knowledge of self i take that any okay. day over belief okay well let me tell you what i know Les Brown is not the exception, he's the example. Yes. Oh, that's good. The late, great Jim Rowan, he said, your life will serve as either a warning or an example. He went on to say a warning of lack of discipline, lack of drive and ambition, or an example of objectives clearly perceived and intensely pursued. If you don't know what your destiny is, just get
0: objective. (laughs) Listen, you were just talking about um, how you use your downtime. And we talked about what not to do.
1: What do you do with your downtime? Number one, work on your mind. Listen to something positive every day. Listen to this show. Replay it. Listen to someone else that is in a different industry. Google.
0: Less, uh, uh, not Google, YouTube John Leslie uh, no. yes John Leslie Brown, John Leslie Brown Les Brown, Brian Tracy Brian Tracy, Jim Rowan and, and
1: there are some new Tony voices Runners, out there yeah. that, that are emerging. Keep an open ear mindset development is key number two, develop effective communication skills number three, I heard this recently give your way to greatness oh yes give your way i to see I'm